cliffcentral.com. We're going to speak to Craig Wilkinson in a moment or two, and he's going to uh, he's going to let us know about you know we've spoken to Craig so many times, but how do you know that you're showing up to your partner or children in the best way possible as a dad during lockdown? Because you know in this country we've we've brought this up a number of times. Uh, fatherlessness, the male role model, is easily by a mile the biggest social ill that makes children. Uh, act out, misbehave, not necessarily have a good relationship, first of all, with other men, with the world, and particularly male children here, but also female children. And we know that in this country, this is a a deep-rooted, deep-seated problem. We're going to speak to Craig because he's he's the guy to talk to about this. And he said the following, um, you know, you can go and get him on on dadcoachonline.com, dadcoachonline.com. But Craig had this to say. He said, basically, um, how do you know that you, you're showing up to your, your partner or kids in the best way possible as a dad? Things can get really real if you're stuck in the confines of your home for an extended period with your wife and children. But as you are, but as the most important man in your children's lives, you need to get it right during this tense time. Craig Wilkinson has written about this in DadCoachOnline.com. So, Craig, it's always nice to talk to you, man. It's not like we need an excuse, but lockdown is especially hard for some people. First of all, before we get into everyone else's lockdown, where is your lockdown taking place? Well, we actually bolted down to the coast just prior to lockdown. Um, couldn't think of uh, anything worth staying in, staying in Joburg and being locked down. But we returned last night. Um, we we came back during this grace period, so we spent it in Jeffrey's Bay, but back back in Joburg now. Did you have any problems getting back? No, no, four roadblocks, very quiet road, four roadblocks, and uh, very polite and very easy going. So we okay. got back fine. So Craig, I gave a, a very rambling intro there, but basically on Dad Coach Online, I saw you saying some things about how people should be dealing with lockdown, especially fathers and and male role models in households. <laughs> For some of them, it may be the first time they've had to spend this much time with their wife, ex-wife, partner, girlfriend, the kids. Yeah. Um, so so the, the tensions could be running high, right? 100%, yes. I mean, I think if you just had to personalize this period of time, it's bloody tough on all of us. I mean, I'm in a, in a healthy, good relationship, in a good home, and I've got uh, income coming in, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to be working and generating income and making a difference. But I've taken strain. I mean, this yeah. is big. Very tough. It's a, I've had waves of claustrophobia, felt feeling enraged at sometimes at some of the utterances of our leaders, and I mean it's been a it's a very very difficult time for everybody. Now you can imagine you add to that um, a man who's fearing that he might be losing his income. Uh, you might you add to that someone who yeah as you said is is stuck in in a confined space with four five six people for the first time ever for that duration of time. Add to that there might have been underlying tensions in the relationship. Prior to that, the fear, the uncertainty. I mean, it's just a, it's a powder keg, isn't it? You know, Craig, I was just thinking about this um, yesterday. A friend of mine called and said that he had been told by his boss just yesterday that he, he doesn't have a job anymore. And, wow. I, I, you know, I thought about how and, – and this is a very male response because our, our instinct – you and I have talked about this before. Our instinct as males, whether we're parents or we're brothers, fathers, uh, uh, you know, uh, nephews, uncles, um, whoever we may be, our instinct right. as men is that we want to secure and provide. 100%. And, and the moment that you can't provide as a male, it, it really affects your confidence in a massive way, and it affects your behavior. Hugely, hugely. Yeah, I mean, most, if we're honest, most men have this deep underlying sense of, am I, am I enough? You know, am I adequate to the task of being the man? And there is, as you say, that drive to the need to provide and to protect. 
strip that away from a man and uh, it exposes all kinds of senses of inadequacies, anger, fear, and it can come out in, in a number of different ways. And it's, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know what the answer is, but you said there are basically four steps that we can take as, as, as not just men, by the way. This also goes for, for women in households and yeah. particularly women who have to be the man and the, and the, and the woman. You know, there are a lot of right. households where there's just the mom or yeah. even worse, a situation where one of the kids is the, is the, the boss of the house. Um, what are those yeah. four things that we can do practically to get out of it? I probably wrote that some time ago and I've forgotten, but I'm not All right, sure. I'll, I'll help you. I'll throw them in. So you said, number one, get your mindset right. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've had to work heavily on that is the fact that, you know, when this first started, I would just consume hours and hours of media and read up and the latest stats and this and that. And, and what that tends to happen, you know, the more you feed your mind with that, the more you ruminate on that. And, and it does lead to fear and uncertainty and unknown. And, and it can really downward spiral you into a bad mental space. So I think to, to discipline what you read, I mean, certainly we, we can't be ignorant with our heads in the sand. We need to be up to speed with what's happening. But limit that. Uh, and then there's that, you know, Stephen Covey's brilliant thing where he talked about the circle of influence and the circle of concern. That the more we focus on and ruminate about what uh, is bad but we can't control, the, the less we the less control we have over the things that we can control. So so getting the diet of the mind right and focusing on the things we can fix and control, which is our environment really, is absolutely crucial for all of us. Uh, the second thing you say is to set the tone. What do you mean by that? Well, someone uh, also unknown talked about how every man is the architect of his own home. And I think men... Uh, women do too. I mean, we co-partners, we're equal partners in this thing, but we set the tone in our homes. And um, particularly as a father, there's an additional responsibility on you that uh, the kind of tone, the demeanor that you have, you know, the words you use and your, your facial expressions and your body language and the things you say, it sets the tone for the household. And if you're setting a tone of fear and negativity and uncertainty and, you know, you, you're blaming everybody, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect the entire household and, and the whole thing's going to spiral a bit. So there's a big responsibility on us as men to set the right tone, a tone of, you know what, this is tough times, but we can make it through, you know, that sort of tone. What does it mean to, number three, engage emotionally? Well, <laughs> we've often talked about this too, Gareth. I mean, the, the tendency of a lot of men is to withdraw into their cave, isn't it? Um, you know, there's that statement, alexithemia, which is the which a lot of men grew up with. It's it's the, it's the inability to be in touch and in tune with your own emotions, and the and the unwillingness or inability to engage with other people around your emotions and theirs. And I think we, we, our kids and our partners, and we all need each other desperately at this time. And if, we, if we're just a man in a cave and we're withdrawn and we're emotionally not there, um, it creates problems. So it's a matter of, you know, being in touch with how I'm feeling. And I'm feeling stressed at times and fearful at times. And, you know, and then being able to communicate that with my partner, if I've got a partner with me, but particularly with my partner and children, to engage with them emotionally because they're going to be scared too. And they're going to be uncertain. And the more I'm able to listen and hear and understand what they're feeling and engage, the, the more of a help I'm going to be. And, and your final point is to nurture your relationship. Um, isn't that a constant gardening type of job? I mean, that, that's something that you can't ever really let. You, you, it never goes into autopilot, right? 100%. I mean, relationships are, are work, but I think particularly at this time. I mean, I've noticed myself, uh, my kids are both in New Zealand, so it's just myself and my wife, but I've noticed myself becoming a bit short every now and again, you know, you, because there's an underlying tension and you, you can get irritable and irritated. So being aware of that and realizing that, you know, we need each other in this time and, and we can actually work against each other by, by being short and by being irritable, which is quite easy in this time. So Craig, 
this is also a time because things are tense and people are stuck in proximity to, to each other and because they don't have the freedoms that they usually have or an escape, somewhere to get yeah. away from everybody else, um, especially if you live in a very small place or you don't have uh, outdoor space. Um, and, and, you know, there are these rules around lockdown that make it po- impossible for some people to yeah. to get away from each other. Yes. W- would you say if you if you'd grown up in a house where – you maybe didn't have the best relationship with your your father or your son, depending on which one you are. Would you say this yeah. is a good time for you to take the, 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 the time to get to know that person, ask them questions, talk to each other? And how do you go about that without it becoming destructive and turning into a blame game and passive-aggressive behavior and maybe aggressive-aggressive behavior, depending on who you are? What's, yeah. the, what's the best way to take this time and make it useful and, and productive in terms of relationship huh. building? It's a big question. Are you, are you referring to people who may live with you and also people who may live apart from you? Well, well yeah. I mean, let's yeah. take the, the worst case scenario that you're suddenly stuck with someone mm-hmm. who you didn't have a relationship with before. Yeah. And then we can look at you know, circumstances yeah. where maybe you did know them and, and you have been around them before. And now, yeah. now you get to, to choose yeah. to spend some time with them. Look, I think this is a time where we need to practice grace and graciousness um, to ourselves and to others. And it, it, it is an opportunity. I mean, it's a pressure cooker situation. So if one can go into those emotions and feelings and, again, just, just be in touch. With it. I mean, if you've had a lousy relationship with someone, you're now stuck with them. Yeah. Uh, there are two choices, aren't there? One is you can continue this cold war or erupt into a, a more than a cold war. Or you can say, you know, what can I actually do to fix this and take an opportunity? And, and there one has to go into your own feelings. How do I feel about this person? Why am I angry with him? Uh, we've had a bad relationship in the past. And you always have to start with stuff. And, and as you said so clearly, nothing of this is a blame game. All of this is a, is a game and not a game. It's a process to say, how can I have a better relationship both with myself and with that person? So analyze your own feelings, uh, the reason for them, the things that may or may not have happened, and decide to be gracious. Decide to be gracious to yourself uh, and decide to be gracious to the person and then open a conversation. And that's where emotional intelligence kicks in, where a conversation will be listening more than speaking uh, and forgiving more than condemning. Uh, and, and that's a process that can, you see, forgiving and being gracious is not justifying. If someone did you wrong, you're not going to say, well, you know, what you did was actually okay. Mm. Uh, if it wasn't okay, it wasn't okay. And I think one, one needs to be very... Uh, and, and part of being gracious with yourself is to say something was done to me and it wasn't okay and it wasn't my fault. You've been gracious to yourself. Then you take it to the other person and say, you know, what you did was not okay, but um, I want to let go of that and I want to move on with myself and with you. And, Craig, one last thing. Um, mm. as, as a man, you may want to do practical things because for us to talk about stuff and to unburden ourselves feeling-wise and to yeah. sit in a nonstop therapy session can be extremely <laughs> frustrating and unproductive. Yeah. Um, men don't often find that as useful as women do. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe doing actual activities is a better way to yeah. pass the time for men than, than yeah. sitting and, and telling stories and unburdening your feelings and all the rest of it. Yeah. So you ask me what, what, what sort of uh, – look, 100%. I mean, the research is very clear. Men bond uh, shoulder to shoulder. Women bond face to face. I mean, we bond going outwards. Uh, women bond uh, looking into each other's eyes, and, and, and we don't do that very well or easily at all. So activities are absolutely crucial. I mean, I think one of the things that makes 
men tick is that we need to feel as though we're accomplishing something or doing something. So for guys stuck in lockdown and not, you know, it's, it's very important every single day to, to actually have a bit of a, a to-do list where you can tick off at the end of the day, hey, I did that and I've accomplished something. Because it's easy for us to fall into this place of feeling useless, feeling like I'm just of no value whatsoever to the world. And that can spiral too into a real sense of uh, low self-esteem. So anything that is productive and useful um, that you can possibly do during this time, even if it's getting involved in a, in a feeding scheme or getting involved in reaching out, uh, you know, absolutely 100%. Men like to do stuff and feel good about having done things. Well, Craig, as usual, you've been uh, very interesting to talk to and you've been very helpful. And I'm sure there will be one or two things that people will put into their own life in practice now. I'm sure, like me, you're also hoping this lockdown doesn't carry on in Definitely, because it's driving some people who are very reasonable quite crazy. Absolutely, <laughs> and so much of it now is unreasonable and, and um, irrational, and that doesn't make it easy. You know, I think our, our ability to really get behind it is waning because of that. So I'm with you 100%. We need to, you know, just to say one more thing about this, a one-size-fits-all solution for South Africa we've seen now doesn't work, does it? Yeah. Uh, someone living in a, in a tin shack with five people, cannot it's physically impossible and inhumane for them to lock down they can't do it and then you've got the other end of the scale where you're stopping people surfing where if they did surf it wouldn't affect anybody you know so it's a it's a very crazy scenario and we need to get i've just thought of i've just thought of something that maybe maybe you know maybe you don't but it would be interesting to do some research in this area as well i wonder how many of our government ministers and and leaders (laughs) in you know, the decision-making processes that have resulted in lockdown. I wonder how many of those people were raised by men or had men in their lives when they were growing up. And whether or not there is a predisposition in men who did not have fathers, assuming that some of these people did not, or did not have strong and, and, and positive male role models, whether there is a reliance of those people on the state more than there is among people who have happy, healthy relationships with their parents. Um, in other words, that they that they almost turn the state into a proxy for mm-hmm. the father they didn't have. I wonder if that's an interesting psychological exercise to do and, and unpack. Perhaps it's a, a subject for a doctoral thesis. I don't know. I, I would, I mean, gut feel off the top of my head response. I don't know the personal history of, of many of the people in government in terms of their fatherhood, but there's absolutely no doubt not having had that does create a sense of either authoritarianism or passivity. Authoritarianism would mean the need to control and dominate and passivity would be the need to be a dependent as opposed to being independent so i'm 100 percent certain it plays a huge role in that just something worth looking into yeah. i suppose thanks no, so no, much no. craig always good to talk to you likewise guys all the best thank Keep you craig wilkinson the author of uh, a number of books on the subject of uh, being a father and also someone who we refer to occasionally when we want to just get our priorities right in terms of you know this is what's going on this is who we need to talk to and uh, craig wilkinson is usually the guy. Cliffcentral.com